You know how once in a while you pull a box out of your closet and you discover an old photo album with great pictures in it and you just start tripping down memory lane? That's what I did when I discovered this audio from a sit-down meeting we had back in 2018 with the VaynerMedia platform partnership team. Helping business owners in growth mode go farther, faster. This is Entre Grow. The power of documenting is real. And, you know, it's so cool to go back and listen to this conversation from this meeting we had with VaynerMedia's platform partnership team back in 2018. This is like really less than a year after AdZombie started. We were started March of 2017. This meeting happened in early 2018, if I remember correctly. And so Brandon and I went to New York. We met with the team. And some of the things that I want you to just get out of this uh, audio, this meeting, first of all, sorry about the crappy music in the beginning. We purposed, used it a different way initially, and I don't have the unedited version anymore. So it's got this like weird, funky 1970s porn sound music on the way into it. My apologies. But, but here's what I want you to listen to. Number one, you need to form strategic partnerships as you're growing your business because those relationships are critical to your long-term growth. We felt like VaynerMedia was aligned with us and and you'll hear that in this in this conversation. Being aligned in your business practices and customer experiences are critical. So if you don't align with businesses whose core values are the same as yours, it's not going to be a good relationship. And so for us, VaynerMedia was like perfectly aligned and made total sense. So don't ever sell out your values, okay? Super critical. And if the business you're considering aligning with doesn't fit, just move on because you don't need to waste your time. So anyway, Brandon and I, my business partner, went to New York. We sat down with the VaynerMedia partnership team. And we really talked about the working relationships between ad zombies and SMBs and ad zombies and agencies and how we align with agencies like VaynerMedia and support their team and business growth. And having some face-to-face -face time with them was super cool. And of course, seeing Gary is always awesome. So check it out. Hope you get some great stuff from this. I was in uh, Grand Rapids uh, delivering two commencement speeches Thursday and Friday of last week. That's fun. And then from there, flew to New York, spent a little time with some childhood friends. Yeah. That I hadn't, you know, I, every time I come in, I see them. The the dad is like my second dad. Right. And so, and he's getting older. He's yeah. like 78 now. So anytime I come into town, I want to go see them. Right. And then last night, this guy flew in and we... You guys work together? Yeah, he runs operations. He's the guy that if I, if I, when I had dinner with Gary in October, Gary yeah. said, you need to hire an operations Smart. guy because you're not an operations guy. Yeah. He looked at me at the dinner. He's like, Dude. Gary loves that line. But you know, he's the a dreamer. I'm the make it happen. <laughs> but in fact, it even, Justin, no shit. It even yeah. says that on his card. Wait, pull out your cards. This is the title we had to give him. Chief make it happen guy in management. That's amazing. Right. I mean, you're a copy. You guys are copy. You got to right, we're copy right. Right. Speak it, right? But at, in October, when Gary's like, dude, look at you. Look at the jackets you fucking wear. He goes, you're not a, you're a creative guy. Yeah. You, you need an operations guy. Yeah. And when did we like, hop on the phone? Like, you. December? No, 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 no. You, I spoke to you guys, what, 
two months ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we just started chatting two months ago is yeah, when, yeah, I, yeah, when yeah. I had that call with you. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so since then, we're just kind of, we're ramping up more and more staff, and we're doing... It's amazing just how much this business yeah. has been so I, I actually just was like going through your website. Did you redo it recently? No. No, or add maybe a different I think about. we simplified. There was too much going on. It just it just was it read differently. It flowed. Like the story might have been rephrased. So I, I, re, I repositioned some things at, in February. Okay. And it was right after traffic and conversion that I came back and I had, like my brain was really on fire. I like that. And, um, and so I went through one night and had a glass of wine and I'm like, okay, I've got to do this. And I'm, so what I did is I look, kind of looked at it as a consumer would look at it. Not, because I, I'm not married to, to the shit that's on our website. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can take myself out of it emotionally and just look at it from a pure consumer's perspective. Right. And I thought, okay, we need to simplify the way this funnels. Yeah. Who's, to, who are you going for? Like what's, what's your, are you guys B2B, like, predominantly? Or? Yeah, so, so right now, so as of today, we service about 200 agencies globally. Mm-hmm. We, so we'll write the copy for them, for their sales funnels, for their clients. Yeah. Uh, and I would say 400, 500 SMBs. Okay. And ideally, I think, who are we going for? Brandon. The agencies. The agencies mostly, or and I larger, think the larger. Specifically ones without copywriting roles. Some of the, so the smaller digital agencies. So so let's yeah. call it what it is. With no disrespect to the people who are becoming digital Facebook agencies, yeah, they come out with a very narrow skill set, right? They know how to build one thing. This is what they build. May I draw? Yeah. yeah. They build. They know how to build this. Yep. And see what you're drawing. That's all they do. Oh, as a yeah. Yep. That's all they can do. So they have no skills other than hey, how you doing? So they have like one skill set. Yeah. Their skill set is to create a sales funnel for a plumber, a doctor, a Cairo, right. pick the, the vertical, and that's it. So they have uh, really nothing internal. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You got to, you got to, yeah, you need a do-over. Yeah, Brandon, you totally right. have to. That's get, no bueno. That one. Perfect. That's better. And so, so a lot of them come to us because... A, they don't know how to write copy, yeah. and B, this is one thing that they don't have to do. Right. Now, we have, I, so he likes the agency relationships. I prefer the SMB relationships, and I'll tell you why. I like the SMB relationships because I relate to them. We are as global a footprint as we have as a company. Really, we're a mom and pop business, yeah. right? It started, my wife was our, our CFO. Now. She's out of that. We've, I fired her. Um, <laughs> so I fired her so that you could still live with her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah. one of those two things has to happen. And we're still friends. You sold it to her that it was a benefit to her. Oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. Total upside. And, and it's true. It really is. But I like the SMBs. Why? And when I say SMBs, I'm not talking about a single location pizza shop. Mm-hmm. Although I'm happy to work with them, they just typically don't have the... We would spend more time not writing their ad copy, but helping them try to figure out how to implement because they don't know how to implement, right? Yeah. Well, they just need to, first off, go buy AdWords. Right? Yeah, or well, they buy AdWords or they make a post and boost it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's advertising on Facebook. Right, right. Yeah. that's what they know as advertising. They, like when, a, couple of, a couple of customers that I've formed relationships with, I've taken them into the business.facebook.com and opened What's their that? eyes up to the business manager, and they're like, holy shit. Where did, does, how did, I didn't even know this existed. Mm-hmm. 
So it's for me, it's the SMBs that are multi-location, four or five locations, family-owned. Revenue-wise? We'll write ad copy for any business. And we're writing more than just ad copy. I mean, the ad copy, probably, if you look at the, the percentages of what we do, the Facebook ad copy is probably our biggest thing. Facebook ad copy now with video, now that we've had that component plugged into it. But landing pages, email sequences, people just don't know how to put words together that elicit an emotional response. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to create that emotional connection with their potential customer mm -hmm. so that we can move them. And, and the storytelling is the best way to do it. It's interesting. A lot of customers push back. They say, no, 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 we want a buy now sales funnel. Great. But what have you done to create any relationship with the customer first right. to like build your brand a little bit? And so I try to coach them when I can, when it's the right customer, to, to spend some time with them and, and nurture that relationship. because. I think long-term that has the most value. When they understand that a little bit of that brand presence goes a long way. I mean, we've built this company from, from nothing to a global footprint in a year, and it was all done on brand. It was on Facebook, Instagram. That's how it built. Yeah, your first customer was you jumping into a, to someone's thread, right? I jumped into a thread in a Facebook group. In fact, it was somebody who he had written an ad for a plastic surgery center for breast reconstruction or breast augmentation. And he wrote it from a total guy perspective. I'm like, that's why your ad's not converting. I rewrote the ad in the group. Uh, 15 people said, wow, I wish I could write like that. I said, hey, anytime you need help, reach out, hit me up, email me, whatever. 100 requests that weekend, D DMs, emails. Can you help me write? Can you help me write? And that's how it started. And, um, and so the agencies you're working with, is it like a, do they pay a retainer yearly fee and you write, you know, unlimited amount of copy or there, are there, What's the, what's the relationship in terms so, of how you determine how much to write? Sure. So we have uh, the early agencies were on what we call the agency unlimited plan where they paid a flat fee every month. And that flat fee gave them unlimited amount of uh, amounts of ad copy. Ad copy only for the major platforms, not landing pages, email sequences. Right. Uh, they get 25% or 20% off of those. Yeah. So if they come to us for those, they already have a pre-applied discount for us to write sequences for their clients for whatever. It doesn't matter what they do. That plan we took off the table a couple of months ago because it was starting to cause some bottlenecks and hurt us a little bit. Now we've put some systems in place to regulate the flow. Uh, we have a couple of customers who will just send 60 requests at one time. Yeah, yeah the movie pass problem. Right. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And so what we did is we, we put some... Uh, in it's still unlimited. We're just going to trickle out right. the production. So, so yeah. the active jobs come in, three get pushed through to the writing team, and then once the first one gets delivered, it, the system is constantly sniffing to see what's remaining and then pushes a new brief in. So if they send a massive amount at one shot, it's going gonna, it's gonna to govern them down until we've worked through all of the flow. And they're good with that. Nobody's complained about it. So it's working really well. Mm -hmm. But... We've eliminated the unlimited plan. We're probably gonna create a new plan that is in that same price range, the 900 a month, that's gonna have a, a set number bigger than what our largest plan is now. But for most of the agencies, they're paying us uh, anywhere between $299 a month. Those are really small. We write eight ads? Eight ads a month, yeah. Eight ads, plus they can do bolt-ons on top of that. And then the larger agencies are paying us, when I say larger, not Vayner media size agencies, but agencies that have 20 clients, 30 clients, 
and they'll spend 900 a month, 900 a month with us as a base mm -hmm. for, the, for the ads that we do for them. That's all, all, all we do is write the copy. They still have to put it all together and yeah. do it. Right, and implement and, and deploy on Facebook. And they send you the creative or the, or the, or the content that they're they call it what we call a creative brief, so it's it's who's the target audience, okay, what it. kind of style do you want, what platform is it for, uh, short or long form, mm -hmm. you know, the basics uh, cool. of, and where's the landing page, where this is headed, right. so you can match the voice. Yeah, and we have a we have a fairly, I, I would say we're in the high ninety percent of first time approval by customers. We don't have a lot of rewrite requests; they're very small. And um, same thing on the videos when we produce video ads for them. We prefer when they let us take the creative reins and, and let us choose what works for this. Sometimes they're really, they think that they know what is the right path. They want us to just do what they've done, only different. Right, you know, two different. Their, ads, their ads aren't getting great results. So could you do what we do, just get us better results? Well, I can't do it that way because the reason you're not getting results is because your ads suck. Right. And, and so it's a little bit of the education. So sometimes with, with those clients, it's more difficult. I like to interact with those customers one-to-one, -one, so I'll schedule calls with them, do Zooms and Skypes, because I really believe in that relationship. I love that. And, and to me, that's a really strong way of growing our brand and growing, you know, when people write about our company online, many times they'll refer to, I spoke to the CEO, the guy had a phone call with me for like an hour, that was yeah. the, right? That makes a difference in the, in the, in the business, huge. Mm -hmm. And because it's all relationship driven. Sure. Yeah. So that's really where we're at. And we're, we're wanting to pick up more agency business and work with more agencies and just grow those relationships and, and help businesses grow their brands. You know, the more they grow, we grow. Yeah. I assume yeah. we're not the first larger agency that you've spoken with. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you, do you find that a lot of the um, agencies of our size are larger? And we're still not like a huge agency. We have 800 people. Right, right. You know, four or five offices globally. Um, so big, but not like, you know, the huge holding companies. Do you find that you're running into uh, a problem where they're like, love what you guys do, it's great, we have copywriters in-house. Because we have copywriters here, but to your point about the small business side, we also have a small business team, which maybe they're not gonna get access to our copywriters, right? So then it's like, well, let's contact ad zombies, outsource the copywriting piece of it, and they can go execute with anything else they want. Yeah, I, I think the, the bigger, the bigger agencies, right, that have their in-house teams, they're pretty well established. The BBDOs, the Shy Days, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They have those established internals. But for this size agency, yes, you have your copywriting team. But there are also things where you have overflow. You have, or, right, yeah. or you have the, the small business Things team. that yeah. don't fit. Bandwidth. Exactly. Yeah. Size um, so it's things like that. And, and I don't think anyone feels threatened by us in this space. Actually, I think they like it. The one, one agency that we work with... They, uh, they send stuff to us, and it's interesting. They have in-house writers, but the CEO of the company, he just said, hey, I'd rather use you guys for this stuff because you're way more creative than my team. Mm -hmm. And plus, you cost me a lot less. Mm -hmm. So we're affordable. You know, for me, it was building something that was scalable and affordable mm -hmm. that would, could work for any business. And so for any business to be able to come to us and say, hey, we just need six ads done, you know, and it's 49 bucks an ad, that's a bargain for us mm -hmm. to write the copy. And we can do it for that. And then, you know, oh, I want a video ad, uh, 119 bucks, done. 
What's your turnaround time usually? So customers get to pick the turnaround time. So three to five days is standard. It's the, or excuse me, is economy, mm -hmm. which is the default. Mm -hmm. If you're in a bit of a hurry, you can do one to three days, which is a $10 upcharge. And then if you need 24-hour turnaround just on the ad copy, it's a $30 rush fee for a 24-hour turnaround. So if, any, if you need one ad done really quickly, we can turn those things very quickly. Right. Uh, and that includes weekends. So we're a 24-7 shop. Awesome. How big is your company uh, staff-wise? So we have uh, internally, employee-wise, we're at five people internally, and we have 20 writers. 21. 21? For the external, yeah, they're like piecemeal. They, they okay, so they're, they're like um, freelancers. They mm -hmm. plug into you guys to get jobs. They, correct, but they, they work. They could be stay-at-home moms are they, have nap time in the how afternoon. How do you, you uh, screen them or qualify them to know that if you're giving them a piece of business like for Chase Bank or for I don't know, drug rehab lead gen guy, like that they're gonna be qualified to go in and write the copy. They write it and give it to you, and then you're like, okay, this is good, come in. So we, so we go through a vetting process where Sean, our head copywriter, um, will send them, before they even become writers for us, he'll give them what we call test copy, where we have jobs that we've done for smaller businesses, smaller brands that are already completed. Mm -hmm. And so what we'll do is we'll send them a version of the brief that's scrubbed, has no client data in it really, and we'll give them five, six, seven different things to do and a timeline in which to do it. Okay. And so we get to see what their skills are, what their weaknesses are, and we give them everything from really complex to really simple to things that we know are challenges on Facebook, like the medical space, really challenging, right? You have to know how to word things. Or weight loss. Or, or weight loss, right. Yeah. So you, 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 give, you give them some, some things to play with, and then from there, uh, I would say only about 10% make the cut and then we let them in you know once they're on board we only let them write certain types of copy in the early stages everything we do has a has a, a QA portion to it so they write somebody else's QAing and editing and making sure it meets all the criteria mm -hmm. the the system we use hides all the client details so they have the brief they know the brand they're writing for those kinds of things they have a way to contact the client through the system but not the direct right so it's most of those kinds of issues are all kind of just addressed by how we handle the job. See, and this, without him, we wouldn't have that system. And that's, like, that's where to, he's worth, like, uh, I need to kiss his feet. Like, that's this. Uh, no, but seriously, <laughs> but I won't. Having, having that system in place, because when we started, all this was manual. Yeah. And oh, my gosh, it's a mess. <laughs> the shit that he's he had. the dreamer, not the doer. Yeah. <laughs> The shit that he had to fix, but it, but it's been great because he's the system that we've built since the fall um, has been remarkable. And we started with a development team from a uh, Redcliffe Labs, right? Redcliffe Carson's company. Yeah, Carson. Yeah. And we spent um, they spent a few weeks building the backbone infrastructure. Well, he's a really tech based mm -hmm. operations person, and he's been just massaging the system to do things that. That's why on his card it says Magic Button Maker, because my, my solution to everything you would always is, asking, can you just make a button? To Brandon, I need a, a button that if it could do this yeah. inside of our system, another Magic Button. Okay, let me see what I can do. <laughs> and that, that landed on there just like last minute, the cars were getting ready to be set down. He's like, oh, good, what about Magic it's Button? It's good copy. Fits, fits, the, fits the brand. Yeah. yeah. And we have a very fun... Um, irreverent voice at times with our uh, our customers, our online chat. We, we like to keep the brand really fun and, and we want people to have a great experience of working with us. 
so we, you know, we have zombie humor and we use a lot of images in our, you know, uh, GIFs, GIFs, whatever you want to call them. Pick the, pick the way you say it. And all writers have their first name with the last name Zombie. So we're all part of the zombie family. <laughs> yeah, so it's Zach Zombie, Rob Zombie, Maggie. I mean, like uh, every We should have had that on the, the cards. <laughs> what are you guys doing with your own social? Right now, I am trying to continue to build the social side of it. Mm-hmm. I have two different sides. We've got the Ad Zombie side. And we've got my side, which is now, because I'm doing conferences. I mean, Gary was at the conference in New Orleans. He was speaking. I was speaking at that conference, too. Mm-hmm. And so... And you got dinner with them when? October. October. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm trying to build that and manage it manually myself right now, which at some point is not going to work because I need more people to do that. But mm-hmm. we're just not there yet. So practically, I'm doing it all myself. I'm carrying the weight of both ad zombies and my personal brand, mm-hmm. which sucks. What's first right now? I think personal brand is, is a little bit heavier right now. And then what happens is, is that oftentimes to, correct, yeah. gets played into, because I, I'm not a huge, do I like to sell? Yes. But I believe that sales comes naturally from trust and people trust and see what we're doing. And, you know, when I emailed Gary, because you know everybody's like, "Hey, dude, you got to write a book about this." Uh, okay, everybody's got to write a book. But the truth is, one of my best friends, who's in a corporate public speaking space, he's like, "You have to write a book." And so I emailed Gary. I said, "Hey, I want your approval on the title before I go forward with this book." And, um, and so the book title is "Jab Till It Hurts: <laughs> How Following Gary Vee's Advice Helped Me Build a Seven Figure Brand." Oh wow! So. Um, and I was going to show him the cover art if I ran it, but I'll see him tomorrow at VoiceCon, so I'll show him the, the rough draft of the cover art. Or That's the, awesome. What is it called? Mock-up, not rough draft. Yeah. What advice was it? Um, well, lots of lots, uh, Lots of it. I, so it's interesting. It, and were you, so I, I didn't have the, the background sure. too much, were you following his social content so, and taking bits and pieces from that, or was it like a, uh, an interaction you had with him at one point that yeah, inspired yes and you yes. started consuming his content? So I, so I discovered him really early on during the wine business. I was still head of creative for Bonneville Media, and um, I'm like, who is this dude? I like, I, and what, I, what, I, what caught me about it was his, just the way he would talk about wines. And I wasn't a wine snob, and I'm still not a wine snob. But like, I loved the, the voice that he's with. So Crush It comes out. I was, so I had started following him early, early on, before he, like he had, you know, a hundred followers, mm-hmm. right? But, um, so I've been watching what he's been doing over the years. So I, over the years, occasionally I'd shoot him an email, hey, great advice, great piece, whatever, thanks bro. You know, very quick emails. You know how he emails one, two words. In the subject line only. Right, and what? Only in the subject line. Yes, yeah. Oh, subject line only, nobody. Like his most, most lengthy emails are Typically in the subject line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, in, in October, or no, September, I shot him an email and said, hey, I just want to thank you for all the great content you put out and advice. I've been following your strategy of, you know, jabbing and jabbing, and this is what I've built, and, like, I'm trying to figure this shit out. Next time I'm in New York, I said, I would just love to take you out to dinner just to say thank you for everything you've done. That's all it was. Yeah. He sends me back an email. Hey, dude, my schedule is packed, but I have a dinner event coming up. Would love you to be there. Kim, question mark. 
okay, great, what? And he CC Kim Garcia. She sits right there where yeah. the purple trophy is. Yeah, yeah. You'll oh, so, yeah. yeah, she'll be there yeah, tomorrow. She'll be there yeah, she, she ran it. She's running voice now. Okay, yeah, I've kind of figured. Yeah. So, so Kim emails me and tells me about the Digital Uncork dinner, the first one. She's like, come on. So I flew to New York, went to the dinner, and um, that's when he and I chatted that's a little awesome. further. And, and the rest is history. And it was at dinner that he said, dude, you're a creative guy. You need an operations person. He says, you... you oh, uh, we had lunch like three days later. We had lunch three <laughs> days later. No, because I execute... I, so I, kind of like him, I execute really fast. Speed. And yeah. you figure shit out as you go. Yeah. And a lot of people, my wife would still be contemplating whether or not to start ad zombies. I human yeah. beings in general, just that's what we would all do, right? Right. And so I... Um, so he said, look, you, you probably know someone in your social... Just that are connected to you in social media. You know, you've, he says your connections are deep. So, I, you know, he sees the connections that I have, and he goes, "You need to find someone who's built a multimillion-dollar company, knows how to run it operationally, and give them twenty percent of the business to help you scale. Because you've gotten it to this far, but you're not going to get it further than that without that person." Yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, who do I know?" And so that night, I got on the phone with my wife, and I'm like, "Okay." who do we know that fits this? And we went through everyone in social and started dropping names and, and Brandon was on the list. And I'm like, oh, Brandon. Not on the list, top of the list. Well, yeah, but at that point you were on <laughs> so, the list. You were the list. I'm being humble. Um, but he was on the list. And by the end of the weekend, uh, we had narrowed it down to three people and Brandon was like my number one. But the problem was Brandon. That's what you said to all the other guys you met before me too. <laughs> Sorry. Such an ass. Um, he he has this other this other company that he runs that's you know his company and he, that he's built and scaled. How am I going to get like he's gonna, this is peanuts compared to what he does in his other business? And so, but he and I have been friends for a long time, and and he thought when I had lunch wanted to get up to lunch with him was to talk about the technology side of it. Had no idea that I was going to say hey here's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a great lunch, a few margaritas, some street tacos, and. The rest is history. What he doesn't know is the business, the, my primary thing is like, it, it's just smooth. It doesn't require a lot of my day to day. So I was kind of bored. I was yeah. looking for something else. Yeah. So the timing just kind of works. That's great. So. And so I've got his knowledge, his experience, plus the fact that we have a long standing relationship. You know, our wives work out together. Yeah. Like I'm like, Makes it easier. this is really yeah, it's convenient, yeah. very I mean, comfortable. Yeah, where do you guys Where do you guys live? Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh. I mean, nobody lives in Phoenix, right? People who say they live in New York, you probably don't live in New York, but I live two blocks from here. Okay, oh. <laughs> so you so live in New York, the exception, but outskirts yeah. of Phoenix. Okay. When I was living in New York, when I was born and raised here, I was from Queens. But yeah. where do you live? New York. You never yeah. say Queens. Exactly. Yeah, same with people from Chicago, right. surrounding areas. I went to yeah. Iowa, and they're like from Chicago, I'm like where? They're like Schaumburg, I'm like. No, you're dead. Chicago. Naperville, no. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Naperville's not the Where the big buildings are. That's Chicago. Right. Two blocks is pretty convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Nice community. Yeah. So from, from our perspective, I, I deal with a lot of our inbound. Um, Adam's more on the on the partnership side. Um, I'm happy to shoot you guys over any companies that make sense for you guys to handle cool. from a from a you know small, mid-market-sized business. Um, outside of that, I think Adam would be your guy for like bigger okay. picture agency stuff, but we can, you know, stay in touch and everything. I want to hear about your thoughts on VoiceCon and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm very glad we made the time build the relationship a little bit. Yeah, I am too. Glad we learned a little more. Is, is there anything on your side that we could help with just immediately that you go, hey, this would be great if you guys could do X? Because we're happy to do that stuff. That's not a, 
challenge for us. I've got enough of a team now that we can. Um, we're getting kicked out, but getting kicked out. Yeah, to answer your question, so real like ten seconds. I sit across the agency, um, facilitate, uh, facilitate relationships with every department within the agency to the outside world. So anybody that wants to work with our brands or VaynerMedia holistically. So if we have brands, are we good now? Okay, I'll take a step back. <laughs> Pressure's off. So anytime, yeah, right. Anytime um, a brand goes to. Uh, their account team, the account team will reach out to my team and say, hey, do you know anybody that does X, Y, and Z? So if like, we need copywriter, if it's something that we're not doing in-house for whatever reason, or if it's a small piece of business that we're not gonna um, work with, all of those opportunities I can keep you guys in the loop on and okay. then just filter that business your way. As far as like, do we need copywriting help for Probably not, right? right? But there are other opportunities, especially on the beta side, mm -hmm. where there's probably, um, you know, gaps that we can fill with a company like yours. Cool. Uh, and then I can just keep... I think what he was it. asking is, you guys are offering to do something. What can we do? Is there anything? Right? right. The, yeah. the yeah. relationships work when it's... There's, yeah. there's they're both sides. I don't think there's... So. From my perspective right now, there's nothing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it, we're at an interesting point in the agency where, like, because of him, everything's inbound. Right. Uh, and it's right. just yeah. trying to figure out and what you, makes sense for us. You probably have more inbound than you can handle. Trust me, that it's it's a re it's a reoccurring conversation. To be able to like actually service everything that comes through is is his goal. Whether that's connecting them with the right partner or coming up with a new offering internally that that you know matches the price point that we're seeing a white space in. Okay, um, is what he's focused on. So, so I want I want to throw a question, a curveball your way. Is there anything in our service offerings that we're not offering right now that if we were to offer it would make us more attractive to potential customers that don't fit the VaynerMedia footprint right now, but where you could say to them, hey, we know a company that does this, this is their specialty. Is there anything that, that if you look at us from a 30,000 foot view, you could say, wow, if these guys did this, that would be amazing. I think the video side's super interesting. Okay. It's really expensive for us to make like a, a one-off video for a random inbound lead. Mm -hmm. So maybe learning more about how that works for you guys could be helpful for me to speak to towards people that are reaching out. Okay. Meaning what like you guys doing in video. Like so you said you're getting in video. What does that mean? Yeah. So let me let me tell you what we've what we've done. In fact, can I? Um, I was going to say if I can hop on. The easiest way to describe it is, is rather than imagine somebody wants images rather than. Shooting images, if you found stock photography that fit, right? So stock video that can be customized. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's the, the time and effort of shooting and production and post-production and erase that and just deal with the final end result. Yeah. Correct. That makes sense. So, so we you're not creating you're not like filming. Correct. No, what we've done is um, formed a partnership with a company out of Israel, Promo. They give us access to a lot of their tools early so that we can play with new features and new tools and, and give them critical feedback on the interface. But what we do is we have a, an agency level account. We have a white labeled platform through them where we produce the right, we t they have over 13 million clips mm -hmm. in their library. They're all licensed. We then can produce it with video, music, we can caption it, depending on the length of video, we can put three different layers of captions and an end slate. So we produce these branded pieces of video that are either entertaining, engaging, or brand focused, depending on what it is. And then the client gets the, we send a magic button, sends a, an approval. There's a theme in the company, magic buttons magic happen button. every yep. day. 
So the client then gets to submit, yes, it's approved as is, or I need a couple of changes in this. But it's very easy. And again, just like with our ad copy, I think our video approval rate has got to be in the high 90s as well. Um, customers. Cool. And what's the timing around that? And what's the price? So, I got to pop into another video. Go do it. Great to meet you guys. Uh, you you. can email me. Okay. Just like very brief follow-up and make sure that it's uh, sent out to the right people in the agency. Throw so me the email address, one. Adam. Matt. Got it. Done. Awesome. Cool. Thank Thanks, you. Adam. Awesome. And Brandon, great to meet you. Yeah, you too. Jacket. Thanks, bro. Inside and out. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Thank Enjoy you. tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So turn around just like with with a regular ad. Yeah. It's an add-on. So it, it fits into the... The same window. 24 hour rush, okay. one to three, cool. three to five, depending on what they want. Great. A Facebook ad with video is $119, 120, yeah. 120 bucks. And so that's $69 for the video. And the other fee is the Facebook ad. Cool. So we write the ad copy, we get the video, we make sure that the two fit and that that video is engaging, entertaining, something that's gonna really grab the, the attention of the viewer. And then from my perspective, like how much Recon, do you want me to do on an opportunity before I send it to you? And uh, what like niches are you guys seeing the most? I, I love any niche that is not. Cool. Same with us. Honestly, we don't we we don't work with like supplement companies or health companies. Yeah, like everybody. They, Too they much would, red tape. Yeah, and you know natural oils for this, and you yeah, know then all people. Magic potions. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can you do us a CBD oil ad? No, all not the, all the Bitcoin and. Yeah, we don't touch that. So part of my job is like, so I've been doing, we probably get like 40 companies a day that reach out to us. And my boss is actually away right now, but the two of us talk to every one of them. And then as we see trends in terms of companies that are consistently, you know, niches that are consistently reaching out or opportunities that we're consistently passing on, we'll tell Gary a month later, we'll have a product for that, which is, you know, how he likes to play it. So I have a list of, probably a hundred cannabis companies that have reached out in the last year. And when Gary is deciding like, Hey, let's start, you know, marketing for cannabis companies. Here's, here's our hundred leads. So we're like super organized with that shit, but I totally get it. There's a, there's a lot of interesting companies out there, but, um, and I'm sorry, I actually have to run in about no problem. two minutes too, but I'll, I'll keep my, I'll shoot you guys over. Yeah, because we're good. We're really, you don't need to spend a ton of energy vetting them because we really can write for any business. Cool. I mean, funeral homes. Yeah. <laughs> like we write, it's, it's, people say, can you write an ad for this? Yes. And we do a really good job doing it. So we can write for almost any industry. Great. Cool. So as they come through, I'll shoot you guys an email, got your cards. Awesome. From there. And now I'm uh, heading over to meet with D-Rock and the team oh, no way. over there. Yeah, That's we're so going to sp- spend some time. Are they on that right end here. or that end? Right yeah, there. right here. Okay. Right here. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh, and there's really Gary filming right now. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for your time and attention. If you could do me a favor, go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, drop a review, share this podcast with others, let them know that you're getting great value from it, and they might too. Thank you so much.